Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KC, how are you this morning? Welcome to the Owner Alp, the team era, Jeff. <laughs> I got to tell you, that, was, uh, that, was, that was that was fun. That's a fun story, the fact that he played – I. I don't know how he's going to defend Giannis. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. That's uh, I, uh, yeah, but no, it was a fun story, and just the way he uh, handled himself in the post-game interview and the way his teammates celebrated for him was pretty palpable. You know, you can parse the season a lot of ways, and certainly some focus needs to be on the front office and their lack of uh, activity at the trade deadline, but. Being around these guys every day, I mean, I've also been around a lot of other teams, kind of sub-500 or losing teams, and, and not all of them have the, the chemistry that this team does and, and the care for each other. So that's been refreshing to see throughout a season that's featured some me- mediocre basketball at times and then some very exciting basketball at times. So, Casey, educate us. Owner of the team, 6'6", shooting guard, comes from Turkey. He joined the Bulls on a two-way deal, and he's – pressed into action because of all the injuries, what is he capable of? And I know that it's you look around the league and you see all kinds of examples of unknown guys taking advantage of rare opportunities. Heck, there was one on the court opposite the Bulls uh, yesterday that we know very well in this town, and Max Struess. I'm not saying he's Max Struess, but what what is Batim and ideally moving forward, and where did he come from? Well, I think the Struess um, example is a great – uh, you know, comp and you know, they get another one in three clothes on the Bulls bench and Alice Caruso. People forgot forget that Alice Caruso, you know, was an undrafted guy who, you know, went from G League to two way to rotation player to starter um in the NBA. So um, you know, I'm not sure. I mean I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean he's been around all season and um hasn't played. So you don't ask a lot of questions about him. I that's why I asked Demarta Rosen um, in the in the interviews last night, you know what what I asked him the same things. What's he capable of? And the thing that stands out to me, and you've heard this in the little that I've talked about or with him throughout the season until last night, he's played professionally overseas for a long time. I mean, he's an older rookie, so the fact that he's been in high pressurized situations, high profile games, albeit non NBA games, stands out. And so the 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 takeaway quote from Demar was. You can just tell he knows how to play. And if DeMar DeRozan is saying that, and DeMar DeRozan isn't a BSer, so if DeMar DeRozan is saying that, the guy knows how to play. Now, the illogical follow-up is why hasn't he played to this point? Obviously, you know, the Bulls are down a lot of bodies. It took this drastic of a situation for Billy to finally give him a chance. And 
look, it's lightning. It could be lightning in a bottle one night, or he could sustain it. We're going to see. I mean, he's certainly going to get an opportunity moving forward, especially given their three-point shooting. But I thought the big thing that stood out beyond the shooting was, you know, the six rebounds, the presence of mind, the cuts at the right time, the floor spacing. As DeMar DeRozan said, he just looks like he knows how to play. Um, I don't know what the long-range prognosis, long prognosis is with Alex Caruso. He felt a tweak of his hamstring during that horrible, horrible loss to Detroit and, um, and couldn't play. Will he be back for Friday? And, and seriously, what is the plan for Friday? How are they – you know, you can go big, and they've done that well, and good God, I mean, 25 rebounds is unbelievable – but um, but I don't know how you're going to be able to match up with Giannis in, in any fashion, given the team you have here. Yeah, no matter if Caruso's healthy or not, you're not obviously going to stop that guy. He's too good. He's having mm-hmm. too good of a season. Caruso certainly can absorb some minutes and fouls against him. Um, but the other thing is, like, if, look, if Alex even comes back, you're not going to want to throw him out there for 30 minutes against that guy coming off of an injury because then you jeopardize losing him. For more, so I do think, even though it's not the best matchup, because Giannis can obviously, um, you know, get in space and take you on the perimeter sometimes. Although he he has not been shooting the three as much since uh, Lillard got there, uh, I, I do think the answer is just going double big and making them try to match up with you a little bit. I mean, obviously they can do that; they play big as well at times. Um, I don't think Middleton's playing tomorrow night. Um, but look, here's the other thing about Caruso. I mean, we're focused on Giannis. You know, Caruso also matches up against Dame quite a bit. I mean, that's how versatile yeah. and elite of a defender he is. So we don't have a definitive timeline. Uh, I can just tell you this. Like, he's walking around without any issue. Now, obviously, that's not NBA basketball, but it was his birthday yesterday. He was in a good mood. He was celebrating as much as anybody with the team and with the team afterwards. So, I mean, they're off today, all-day treatment, 9 p.m. start tomorrow, all-day treatment tomorrow. I assume he'll be listed as questionable on the injury report, and we'll see where it goes from there. Casey, the last time the Bulls had 70 rebounds in a game, they were playing against the 76ers with Doug Collins and Daryl Dawkins in the lineup, and Tom Borwinkle led them, I think, with 14. 74 rebounds last night. That was 1975, by the way. 74 rebounds last night is crazy. Is it all Andre Drummond? Is it? How do you explain what happened and and what you saw? Because that was that was one of the stranger stats you're going to see all season long. Yeah, and I was eight for that game, and I was not on press row, so neither was Mully. Okay. <laughs> yeah, how did that post game so, interview with George McGinnis go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I'm thinking Gleason's on there with a Lottie Kugel and a tube sock. I'm that's, that's the press row right there. But anyway, I digress. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, look, twenty. Five offensive rebounds, uh, 32 second chance points. I mean, beyond the fact that, you know, you're finishing the defense with defensive rebounding, that's how you win the game right there. When when you're, you know, not shooting well from three until late, when you're down 12 and easy points aren't coming your way. Um, so, yes, it's uh, as as Andre told us post game, it's, it's a simple math equation. You've got two of the best rebounders of all time. And he quickly anointed himself as the best rebounder of all time, which he likes to do. Um, so, 
uh, it, it was, yeah, it was Drummond. And look, you know, uh, the Cavs have the ability to match up against that with their two bigs. Um, Bickerstaff dropped the double big lineup to start the first overtime, which was a little bit of a surprise. Billy countered, took Andre off until Vooch fouled out. So it was a little bit of a chess match within the chess match there, but that's that's right there how they won the game. I mean, 32-second chance points. So um, c- credit to Andre Drummond, third 20-rebound game of the season, and he just continues to play at a high level. Casey, I, I know that um, the loss to um, Detroit was really dispiriting, and I know DeMar DeRozan told you he was up till 6 in the morning as he was kind of replaying that game in his head. Billy said after the game that it was an outlier. Um, I I just wonder what was the bigger outlier, last night's win or the loss to to those guys? They were both kind of outliers. Yeah, no, no doubt. I think he was more specifically referring to the two for twenty nine shooting as the outlier. But I mean, look, that's just an unacceptable loss at this stage of the season. It really is, and to be down two one in that season series. Should be embarrassing. I mean, that team has won nine games this season. They do have young talent, but so you can't say, "Oh, that's a must or, or, or a gimme win for the Bulls." In fact, you know, just in the scuttlebutt in the in the media room pregame, a lot of us were pointing to how this is a trap game because they have young athleticism. They're coming off a tough loss to the Knicks, so I don't want to discount Detroit, but you know, they have nine wins for a reason, and you can't lose that game on your home floor. Um, the three-point shooting continues to be a problem. I mean, they're they're uh, 22nd, I want to say, in made three-pointers, so they're still bottom third of the league. Um, and they did hit big threes late last night, which helped. Iowa hit a, hit a couple huge ones. Um, so yeah, it's 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 bad. And you know, if you want to be serious about getting into the playoffs, you you, you can't have margin of error lapses like that like they did at home against the Pistons, because you're going to need to win two play-in games. And I do think they're pretty locked in in the play-in situation. I mean, there's just too big of a gap between 9 and 11, even though they have a tough schedule coming up. So um, you're going to need to win two play-in games to get into the playoffs and, and face Boston. So you gotta you got to play better in, in, in moments on your home floor. Casey, we raved about Kobe White when he – kind of took took off in December and January, and I think he's cooled off, obviously. But Io DeSunmu has had a very good month of February, and over his last 10 games, I think he's averaging 16 points, and the scoring has increased for obvious reasons. There's a lot of guys who aren't there, and he has stepped up and taken advantage. How sustainable do you think that is? What have we seen in terms of the growth from Io DeSunmu this year, and is the scoring the biggest the biggest area that he has improved? Hundred um, percent. And real quick on on Kobe before we get to Isle, I, I, what I liked about Kobe last night is it's another example of him making an impact on the game when he's not shooting well. So he shoots five for twenty, but he almost has a triple double um, with twelve assists, eight rebounds, and he had a block late on Struce that was a complete effort play, just chased down from behind, got up really high and blocked it. So those are the kind of plays that impact winning. And it's a testament to his growth um, on a night where he's not shooting the ball well. Obviously, you'd like to see those shooting numbers change because it's a pretty pr- pronounced slump in the four games since the All-Star break. I only had one of those nights, like everybody did against Detroit. He, again, shot well last night. And, and that's, 
that's absolute difference. His ability to make the three-point shot consistently and at higher volume just opens up so much for him because he's always had the ability to get downhill, get out in transition. If you go under screens on him now, he's going to bury the three. And he's also in a much better catch-and-shoot situation where he's shot ready more often. You can just watch him in the corner. He's got his hands ready. He catches that pass. He's got a quick release. And he still has that pretty elite finishing ability. So um, he's a two-way player, and he's a two-way player on a value contract. And whether he's a starter, sixth man, seventh man on a championship team, that doesn't matter. He is a competitor, and he brings it every night and, um, you know, just really has put the work in to put the shooting woes that he had from beyond the arc last season behind him. And the credit goes to him and his work ethic, and um, that's, that's, a, that's a value contract for the Bulls for the next two seasons. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of fascinating to to think about about you know where he was and what kind of season he's had and how you view him now. Um, what do you think when we start talking about twenty three games left and what you'd have to do, whether you can make a move? I know out of the uh, All Star break a year ago, nobody moved in the Eastern Conference. Every team that was. Uh, in their position, kind of stayed there. Do you see any difference in in the teams that you're looking at now in what the Bulls are able to do? Did they kind of miss that window of easier games? Is this going to be um, similar to what we've seen the last couple of nights moving forward here? Yeah, well, they've got, as you mentioned, 23 left. I don't see them going 14-9, and nine, which yeah. was the celebrated end of last season. I think the schedule is just too tough. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got a really tough West Coast trip next week. you got Milwaukee coming in here on Friday. Milwaukee's obviously gettable because they're an up-and-down team, but it's going to take a, a big effort, especially if Caruso's out. I, like I said before, I, I just see them staying at, at nine. I, there's too big of a gap between nine and eight and there's too big of a gap between nine and 11 you know Atlanta's a game and a half back at 10 but without Trey Young for a while I think you probably stay ahead of them so I'm just guessing obviously but I see them staying at nine and like I said they're gonna have to win two play-in games just like they did last year to get into the playoffs the difference would be obviously if they stay at nine you get one of those at home and that's why when you brought up the the Pistons game, Molly, I said you just can't have those kind of laps yeah. on your home court. I mean, that's going to be 
assuming they stay at nine, you know, an opportunity to get one on your home court before you travel for the other playing game. So I think they're going to be nine. Um, they've got, a, like I said, a pretty tough schedule, but um, I just think there's too much separation between these other teams. Casey, I know today's NBA is different than what we watched growing up, and it's evolved even more this season and lately. But when Javon Carter made a great back cut, got a good feed from Vooch, and passed up an open layup to feed Kobe White for a three that he missed, what went through your mind? Was that a smart basketball play? Is that the way you have to do it these days? I, I really, and I could be wrong, obviously, in, in a game with that many uh, plays and, and that much drama, it, that gets lost somewhat in the shuffle because it happens in the second quarter. If that was kind of a pedestrian regular season game, I, I, I go to him and ask him. I'm not sure he saw the, how open he was. <laughs> I, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I'm wrong. And I He's a pretty smart player. And that just looked really bad. And I mean, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And he had he had his he had his head turned when he made the back cut and never looked back at the rim when he gathered the pass. So I want to assume that he thought help was there and that he was just making the extra pass for rotation. But yeah, to your point, I mean, it actually harkened back to me to the season where you know Boylan was in charge and they he talked to them so much about changing their shot pro- profile. And that happened all the time, where they would drive into the to the lane and they kick out to three for uh, three pointers, oftentimes to to market it. Um, so that that that's where it went to, for me, and um, it was you know on uh, on Twitter and on repeat uh, for a reason. I mean that was a pretty pretty uh, oversight play right there by Javon Carter. Uh, Casey, you mentioned the clutch uh, minutes thing again. Uh, You've done. You've mentioned that quite a bit. I think it's an ex, it, it really. Uh, I think it's a confounding statistic for me, because I read that and I read how they're doing in clutch. They're playing so many clutch minutes. Is it? Do I read that as a Demar Derozan statistic? They just happen to have like an extraordinarily clutch player, or I mean, what? Why are they three games under five hundred? if they've got such a good record in clutch games and in overtime games and, and all that, I, I, it really is, it, it is the damnedest statistic I've ever seen. Yeah. And the reason I keep mentioning is because they play one every damn game. I yeah, mean, they're, they're, yeah. it, it, they, they have an uncanny ability to play close games. So it, all it says is that they're just in a lot of close games and um, a clutch game is defined as any game within five points with five minutes or less to play. So that they're in they're, that that just to me shows that this is a pretty stuck in the middle team right. that has very little margin of error and most of their games go down to the wire now the difference to your point molly is they they've fared better in them this season than they did last season they're not the level at the level of demar's first season when they were one of the best teams in the league in clutch games they they are one of the better teams but they're not elite um so you know, they they do have the best record in overtime. Well, they played the most overtime games. I don't know if they have the best winning percentage, but they're now 6-3 and three in overtime games. So you could just imagine where the season would be if they hadn't, you know, won some of these games in the dramatic fashion that they have. And it, it goes back to that first point. You say what you want about, you know, the management or the nitpicking or, you know, they are stuck in the middle or their future, all that stuff. You got to give these players some credit, man. They, they are – 
battling shorthanded and staying in games where, you know, a lot of teams would have quit last night. Down 12, fourth quarter, right. back-to-back, bad loss to Detroit the night before. A lot of teams would have quit. I mean, that, that happens in the NBA. And it didn't happen last night, and I think the players deserve a lot of credit for that. Casey, I hope you get a little bit of a bonus after saving NBC Sports Chicago from getting fined by the FCC postgame when you <laughs> took the microphone away from a swearing Andre Drummond. That was very good, quick on your feet. Nice move. The best part was the best part was when I took it away and said, we can't say that on live TV. He said, I'm going to say it again. And he came after me. <laughs> well, you are so, very yeah, nimble. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's battle pay out there, man. I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. I've lost all control, and I, I'm not sure I ever had it, but I'm just hanging out for dear life and wherever oh, it goes, it goes. Doing a great job. <laughs> great stuff. Thanks, Thank KC. Appreciate it, right, buddy. Guys. Appreciate that it. That is KC Johnson. That was That's funny. Great stuff. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.